0: back to episode 58 we got two new guests today eric and nate and they're from the law enforcement and we also got julio with us jason's not here right now but he might come in mid episode maybe maybe not i don't know we'll see and we also got luis in here and myself (laughs) nice to meet you guys well I've, i've knew eric before from school and nate from school what year did you graduate uh 2009 2009 and you you, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were a senior when we were a freshman.
1: Right. Right. right, right. Yeah.
0: And how was how was that? At? So we're all Cerro Central graduates yeah, from here. Golden right? Eagles, hey. street. Golden Eagles in here. <laughs> <laughs> golden Eagle pride right now. Lock the door. Jason can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we graduated in two thousand and twelve, and what what did you do exactly? Like, is when did you get into like law enforcement? As far as that goes.
2: Well, I was Eric. planning to join the military first, uh, but then did really have approval from the family because they didn't want me to go, get mm-hmm. drafted, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I went to Surrey Community College for criminal justice, and then, once I was turned 21, I started BLAT, which is basically law enforcement training, and then pretty much from there, I've been there, working mm-hmm. for law enforcement.
3: Did you... um? Have you thought about law enforcement before, or was it just because, like, an, a different option than the military?
2: It was a different option due to the uh, uniform. Uh huh. See, when we were in high school, me and Luis, uh-huh. we liked Gerald to see, and I really like that. And I did that from freshman year to senior year. Oh, so okay, okay. Uniform to me shows discipline. I got and you. I really liked that. I got you. So we wear that in work, and that really, I think you need a lot of discipline and maturity mm-hmm. to be working for a career like that. Oh yeah, for sure. So Um, you so you had thought about law enforcement before? Okay. Yeah, that was cool. being like a second option in the military they Okay.
3: Gotcha. And you do come from a Hispanic family, Latino Whatever. family. Yeah, both my parents. Both, <laughs> both are your parents? Both my
2: parents born in Mexico. Oh okay. All okay. Families. Yeah. Much.
3: So cool yeah. So they weren't cool with the idea of you going to the military. <laughs> no, they didn't like that idea of being <laughs> <Yeah. you>
2: drafted. <laughs> yeah. That's very Mexican. That's very Mexican. family's all you got, so it's like. Yeah. yeah. No, that's,
3: no that's cool. Group. I know a lot of people that um, well, not a lot, but I do know a few people like um, Hispanic people especially some family members, that their parents didn't want them to go. And they didn't care. They're like, well, I'm going anyways. Once they turn 18, they can go, right?
2: Yeah, once they turn 18. You can actually sign up before you're 18 as long as a parent approves yeah. of it. But once you're 18, you don't need approval
3: from parents. No, once right? you're
2: 18, you can sign up for it and leave whenever you want. But you respect
3: your parents' decision
2: or yeah, opinion. I mean, family comes first, and I wanted their support, what kind of career path I chose.
3: No, that's what's up. So. I like that. When did you get married?
2: my wife's gonna hate me for this but uh <laughs> <You don't know. laughs> for like five or six years i know that so. you don't remember the year oh, God. None, a, hey, week a week later
0: yeah. <laughs> <better separate> <laughs> no
3: i got uh, you well that's actually a good move then if you, you didn't go because you were the only child yeah. so then your parents would have you know
2: been well i got i got three other brothers but it's just the fact that um i have an uncle Uh We enlisted in in Mexico, Uh their army over there, and my mother never liked that idea, and he's gotten hurt from the military Mm -hmm. over there, because, you know, all the bad shit crazy is going down there. Yeah. (laughs) And she didn't like the idea of me, like, going overseas, and something happened to me, coming Mm -hmm. back with PTSD, or um, arm blowing off, or something like that, and she didn't like that idea of me being over there and her wearing it all the time. Yeah. I what? was like, I'm not going to argue with them about it. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um,
3: what what part of uh, Mexico does your uncle... Oh, they're from Guerrero. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, that's from where they're from. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, shout out to Guerrero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's,
2: that's where they're from. Where's some okay. of my family's from. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's cool.
0: What about you, Nate?
3: So, What's your story, Nate? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you graduated you in 2009.
1: Once upon a time. <laughs> so, yeah, I graduated in... Oh nine, And I went straight from high school to college. I went to Western Carolina. And dude, I loved it. it was, I mean, you're hundred miles away from home. Do I? You're partying every no, night? No, 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 no. Not quite. <laughs> okay. no, so, um, I mean, there was a little bit of it, but uh, <laughs> not, not too much. Um, so, yeah, I went off and did that. It was cool just to get out, you know, grow into who I am, um, meet new people. Big, big part um, of life. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just a it was a maturing stage for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because you come out of high school, you know, you're still, you know, goofy. And, you know, you're kid. young, you're mm-hmm. still kind of mm-hmm. immature. But, you know, when you go off and then you meet new people from different backgrounds that, you know, you didn't know that, you know, you could even associate with. Yeah, and then you find a common ground with other people, it really opens up your eyes and you know, you can see that you're growing as a person. So I didn't know that I wanted to be in law enforcement until you know, till just before I graduated high school, I did a uh an aptitude test, is that what it was called, mm-hmm. you know, just to show you, give you an idea of what you might want to do. Law enforcement wasn't even in the top one hundred. <laughs> that's kind of, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It was giving me ideas of like being a doctor,
3: uh-huh.
1: um, a doctor. Th- yeah, that's, like a that's a big deal. Hygienist, a <laughs> decorator, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, no, man. <laughs> and then I saw something come up for law enforcement. I thought, man, that, that kind of looks pretty cool. Yeah, like Eric, I wanted to join the military, and I flip flopped on it mm-hmm. for a while, and then when I found out. You know, that I could. I, I didn't even give law enforcement a, a thought beforehand, and whenever I did that project, I thought, Man, this is pretty cool, mm-hmm. I could probably dig that. So, I went and I majored in criminal justice. Which, for law enforcement, I mean, yeah, the degree is cool, but it really hasn't helped me do anything in my job. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of book work, yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, having the interactions with people. You know, trying to relate to them, get on their level, you know, calm people down, de-escalation skills. It, it I didn't learn any of that <clears throat> at Western. You know, I learned all that on the job. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, once I got out of Western and graduated, I went straight into BLET at Surrey Community, and from there, just
0: what What's BLET?
1: Uh, basic law enforcement training.
0: Oh okay okay I never heard of I've never heard of that, yeah, so it's just
1: a uh um basic course that covers like an introduction, yeah, like kind of? it's I think it's about six hundred hours is about six months mm-hmm. long, and they cover uh, various areas of what law enforcement officers have to deal with between uh, like juvenile law, ABC law, you know your alcoholic beverage control laws mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh domestic violence traffic stops. Uh, building searches, you know, things that officers have to encounter day to day. That's crazy. Yeah. So how, how long did you go to Western Carolina?
3: Four years. Four years. So by so from
1: '09 to 2013. Okay. So did you meet Eric at, the,
3: at Surrey Community or you met him after?
1: I actually met him at Surrey Central, but, I mean, we kind of knew that we were, you know, I mean, Eric was a baby, you know what I mean? He was a freshman, you know? Dude, he's a big baby, you know? He he was like, wow wow You can't really miss him in the hallways (laughs) in high school. But we didn't really talk. And then when we got into the same job, you know, we're like, hey, where'd you go to school at? Yeah, Surrey Central. Yeah, You went to Surrey Central too, you Yeah. (laughs) Did you play football? Yeah, I played football. Did you play football? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I mean, we just, we had a lot of things in common. Yeah. You know, we just started hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Both of us are really big into the gym and, you know. Trying to get big and strong, and you know, yeah. it's not really working for either of us, but <laughs> you know, it, it's still a lot of fun. You know, uh, we pal around outside of work, we work well together. You know, it's
0: it's good. That's, that's but so, y'all after the, the training, y'all do the training at the same time, right? Right, right yeah. yeah, I afterwards. Yeah, okay, yeah. whenever that's, so, that's so funny, and I don't know if I mentioned it, and I, I might have mentioned it at the very beginning, but it's funny because how I know both of you guys. Uh, I I used to ride the school bus with you, Nate. Right, I don't know right. if you remember, but I, I do remember because you used to have a younger brother too. Yeah, um, still does, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Eric, I went to school with Eric mm-hmm. for you know four years. Well, I knew
2: you since middle school too. Oh, since Central middle school. school, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. because you went to Dobson Elementary School.
0: Well, no, I went to uh, Copeland.
2: And we went to Copeland too. Then,
0: yeah, well, I we remember went...
2: Saul Hernandez. Yeah, that's that's where I met
0: Saul. I went to yeah. Copeland my, for only one year, fifth grade. And then I went to a different
2: school before that. So
0: yeah, yeah. and then I went to Central Middle. Yeah, you
2: know? I remember then, you yeah. from there too. The yeah. Hornets. Yeah.
0: Go Hornets! <laughs> <laughs> I remember Eric. I, you used to
3: play soccer at Fisher I played, Park.
2: Yeah. When I okay. Was younger. Yeah, I remember you from and then there. Then I played Central Middle School soccer, and then I went to football. Oh, okay. I have, I have a random question. How tall are you, Eric? Doctor says I'm six five or six six. I get different things from different people. What do you think? I think I'm like six five. Like six ten. I'm seven. No, I think I'm six five.
0: That's that's yeah. pretty tall, man. I don't know a lot of people that are like around that height. Again, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm you know my most of my family, just about everybody's family's is. Oh, well,
2: Jason's sure. pretty tall, ain't he? Jason's pretty tall, you know. Yeah.
0: But he's half. You know, you're you're full yeah. you're full yeah. Mexican, right? I'm a hybrid. You you're having. Got to blend in, you know. So uh, I know we can't talk too much about you know everything in the law enforcement. But uh you know what what kind what's your interest what's the most interesting thing that like about the job? Like
1: oh gosh.
0: Or what what
3: do you What are some things that you like about it? So i I'm sure you like it.
1: I mean, I'm sure we both like helping people and putting bad people away. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because you know, I, I've told this to many people that I mean, realistically, not everybody that's in jail is a bad person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our job is to take, you know, people to jail. That's just part of it. But not everybody in jail is a bad person. So, finding that respect, you know, you may have to take someone to jail. That doesn't make them a bad person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does. Sometimes we take really bad people to jail and they should stay there. But, there are, you know, plenty of people that are just having a bad day. Usually when law enforcement gets involved, it's because we're dealing with people on the worst day that they're having. Mm -hmm. Some people have multiple days in a row where they're having a really bad day but you know sometimes it's just that one guy who made a mistake or that one girl who said or did something she you know did in just the heat of the moment Mm -hmm. and that doesn't make them a bad person just means that they made a mistake at that time so you know just going into it with an open mind you know uh looking at it from an objective point of view knowing what it is that you got to do but also having a heart and really dealing with people, you know, come to some sort of compromise, and sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. You know, sometimes we just have a job that we have to do, and, you know, we go and do that job, but, you know, really really getting to know people mm-hmm. and figuring out where it is that they come from, why they did things. Wow. Yeah.
3: That's pretty interesting. That's a, that's, yeah, that's interesting. That's a really good point of view from, you know, law enforcement, mm-hmm. that, you know, you're usually doing your job. And at the end of the day, you know, you y'all are just doing your job, <laughs> like yeah. you know. Maybe y'all don't agree with some things, but it is the job, right?
1: Yeah, we get a lot of people who give you know law enforcement a bad rap because they think that you know we're out there to rob drug dealers and mm-hmm. you know take people's money and to put the poor people in jail, and that's obviously not what it is that we do.
3: Yeah, well, what do you think about? Now that you brought that up, um, what do you think about law enforcement getting like a really bad rap here in the last few years?
2: I think it's all politics and racial stuff. Yeah. I mean, we deal with people every day that, no matter the race, they just got a bad rep with us. Um, I've had Hispanics slash Mexicans mm-hmm. deal with me, and they would call me racist. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, I'll talk to them in Spanish. I'll tell them where I'm from and where my parents are from and, you know, trying to connect with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not here to against you. I'm here to help yeah, you out. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no language barrier, so they just get an attitude with me and said, oh, you're just wearing a badge and uniform. You're on their side. And I'm like, whose side am I on? And they're like, Mm -hmm. you're the people against us. And they're just trying to make it seem like all in general, all white people are evil. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm here to help you out, you know they're like, you don't understand what I'm coming from. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do because yeah. my parents are in the same, you know, yeah. <laughs> same country from you are and I've seen their struggle and I know what they're talking about. It can be difficult uh, leaving, living in the United States legally and but just because I'm wearing a uniform, they kind of eliminate of, hey, I'm going to let you help me out and mm-hmm. be my friend. So, mm-hmm. it kind of makes the job tougher at some point but if, they don't want to talk to me or communicate cooperate with me then it's difficult to help them out what they need and that's probably one of the bad reps is that they see in the news or hear of oh this law enforcement officer did this and that and he was hispanic and the guy he arrested was hispanic and then the word spreads around and then everybody's like well we can't trust him yeah you know and that's how it is around here Mm -hmm. fortunately
0: it's it's kind of a small town but uh, I don't know. Have you? Guys, I mean, you guys probably definitely know, but I've been seeing a lot of new construction in this town, in the, in the city. I've been seeing like uh, just brand new buildings being put up, and like I mean, it just it it feels like it's expanding a lot more quickly than I, I could imagine, honestly.
2: Yeah, they build stores all the way in Low Gap. I mean, they got yeah. a Dollar General now and, and General. a Family Dollar down there. Dude, there's Dollar Generals
1: uh, everywhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's one
1: popping up every street corner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are expanding. I mean, we're getting every single restaurant Just around here. Right. And yeah. when we first started, there was no Starbucks. And uh, or that Chick-fil-A. Was my, there was that's my, my Chick-fil-A. number one addiction right oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> they need more of those. <laughs>
1: yeah, they do. I can forgo the Dollar Generals, but we need more Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, we've got
3: <laughs> enough Dollar Generals. <laughs> um, so was this because I know you said you were doing RTC before, Eric, and um, you kind of had an idea of what you liked and all this stuff. Was the, um, was the job what you expected or was it a little better or worse? Or?
2: Uh, it's actually a little bit better than I expected because when I went through basic law enforcement training, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm mm-hmm. going to do that, and the paperwork and this and that, but actually being on the field, of on the road, Being a patrol deputy is just really opened up a lot. Like, I get to see things and deal with things that not your average person deals Mm -hmm. with. And it helps me a lot, too, to know what communities what. At some point, especially, like, I'll have friends asking me, hey, what do you think about this area? And I'll be like, well, if you want my honest opinion, I'll I'll let them know. Mm -hmm. And me helping out my family and friends on where you need to go, where to avoid. Or have you heard of john doe well I've heard a few things and, you know just let them know basic general knowledge that the public know of mm. that person and they'll be like okay why don't tell them hey if it's someone that you need to stay away of i would tell them straight up you know you don't need to get yourself in trouble with that person and i think the best thing part is you go lights and sirens and that's just <laughs> so much energy build up in you the and yeah and also like I mean, not many people can be like, yeah, I go to houses and see a dead body that's been dead for weeks or something. And nobody really can come up with stories like this. And there's been calls where we can't make it up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is what happened. They're like, no, I don't believe you. You made up that or you (laughs) saw that in a movie. I'm like, no, this is exactly. And they're like, how can people be so dumb or stubborn or why would they do something like this? And I'm like, I'm not making it up. It's from experience. Yeah. And you can't make it up. It's pretty interesting. You have like a brotherhood anybody else is in law enforcement or uh ems mm-hmm. rescue squad it's just a brotherhood we're emergency services that we deal with these things every day that we work and, and i bet y'all
3: deal with a whole different things every day
2: right and it's not the same thing like somebody that goes to eight to five and work in a desk or factory or something so, like that no so, offense yeah <laughs> <it's> <laughs> so how is um how is your schedules is it always different, or so we're actually me and him we're in the same squad, uh-huh. we're permanent days, hey, and yeah, in the same squad, <laughs> one, they squad up every day, yeah. Yeah. So six a.m. to six p.m., twelve hour shifts, and every day, or so one week we'll work two days out of the week, the whole seven days, mm-hmm. and then the next week will be five out of the seven days. Oh, okay. So one short week, one long week. Oh, okay. That's how it works out. Yeah, so Do you like sixty
1: hours one week, twenty four to the next? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's cool. I mean, but it's. It, it kind of evens
0: out if you think it about does, it. It does because yeah. I mean,
1: you work a couple of days, you're off a couple of days. You work a couple of days, you're off a couple of days. I mean, it's it's about the same. It's just how the rotation works.
0: That's
2: not never department's different. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, yeah. So,
0: what what's the um what's what's it feel like turning on like the blue lights like the sirens like what what do you guys get like a rush out of that or or not it depends it's on just, what it's
1: for. Depends you know, on what you, oh okay like, okay yeah. You know, okay. See, so I mean, you, we've got a ton of different reasons why you would want to. Turn on them the on blue lights. You know, if there's a bag of trash in the roadway that you got to move because somebody might hit it, mm-hmm. it's not exactly special to <laughs> put the lights on and get out in the pouring rain and go move a bag of trash. You know, but if you're responding to, you know, something where, for example, if an officer needs help, you know, my heart's going to sink, you know, to my stomach. If I hear something like that, you know, I, I'm going to be... Your adrenaline's gonna kick in, you know, your heart's gonna be racing, and all you're gonna be thinking is what I expect? need to get there. I don't know what is going on, you know, but I need to get there. I need to go help this person. This person's having I mean, they're struggling for whatever reason, you know, that's a bad feeling. You know, you do something more like a little bit more fun. Like somebody's in a vehicle chase, you know that's some high adrenaline <laughs> stuff. You know, you got somebody that's skipped out on a checkpoint, or they're trying to stop them for something or another, and shoop, they take off. Man, now that's. Do y'all run into that often? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty often.
3: Yeah, it's pretty you know. common. What is the um? I don't know. Like, I said so what is like a common reason why they 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 try to bail? They
2: usually are. do that when they have warrants. Uh, we had some because dope. Mm-hmm. and it could be just personal usage and we actually have some because they don't have a license mm. and
1: some of them are just scared yeah you well know, uh. they just they see lights and they're just they just don't want to stop <laughs> <know>?
3: <laughs> but they must be scared for a reason though
1: like you'd be surprised there are some you know it for no rhyme or reason they'll run and yeah uh, it's it has taken the life of you know, a couple of people that I know of, that they didn't have any warrants, they didn't have any drugs on them, no alcohol or you know any sort of drugs in their system. There's absolutely no telling, you know, why they ran. The only explanation that we can come up with is they were just scared. Yeah, you know? that's so crazy. Yeah, people run for a ton of different reasons, but I would say warrants, no license, those are probably your biggest. And we
2: think the most, if you can agree, is dilly people. Like they can't see, or they think it's just an accident and they go th- right through it. Oh, oh yeah. God. Or mm-hmm. an inexperienced driver, like a teenager. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. had that happen. They'll be like, "Oh, is it you know a wreck or something?" <laughs> that <happened> last week. <laughs> yeah, just we had one that he thought we were telling him go on. And we were telling him come, yeah. come here, come here, stop. Yeah. And he just ran the stop sign and turned the right, and we're like, "Whoa!" So we start actually chasing him, <laughs> but he ended up stopping, and he was so fronting of oh i messed up and he was just like shaking trying to give us the driver's lessons and we're like why would you try why you keep going and he's like well i thought you just meant keep going i thought <laughs> it was an accident or something and you were just telling me keep going i didn't really think about stopping did they get a and ticket no oh, okay. we just gave him for a warning and a little chewing but, oh okay, okay. Yeah. and then other times just 80 90 year old female grandma grandpa and they just don't see the lights or they're like, Oh, it's just, you know, law enforcement. I'm just gonna go through and Yeah. Especially night night shift, you know, they don't really have the best vision. Or they're just like, I'm just trying to get home and they usually just go through the checkpoint and we chase them down and they have license, perfect record, or something like that. Just nicest, sweet old lady. And we're like, Why did you stop? She's like, well, I didn't know it was a checkpoint. <laughs> you know, like okay. On the ground, grandma, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are
3: some? Um, I don't know what how, I don't know how detail y'all can get into, but do you have any like some crazy stories that maybe I thought y'all were never gonna run into or crazy anecdotes or?
1: Oh man, yeah. uh, we got a few, but let's see if uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's just smirking. So, for the for the male subjects, we're just gonna call him John Doe. Yeah. Uh-huh. For the females, would be like Jane. Okay. So uh, the one particular, the most funniest stories is when we run together. <laughs> so we'll tell them about the, the one about the bro story bro <laughs> That's, oh okay. man this is so pretty messed up just help me out if i forget something so <laughs> me and him we usually run calls together if we're not busy or we're close by like we'll handle a call and then we, there's another call like around the corner we'll cancel the other units because we're closer you know there's no point for them to drive halfway through the county we get a call about a welfare check on this old person with health issues i'm like okay mm-hmm. it's pretty common you know mm-hmm. usually we get there and the old person or the person that has health issues comes through the front door and we just clear it. so me and him go to this call and Surrey county you know location we get there and the first thing we notice the property's fenced in so there's a gate and it's fence in so me and him are like the only bad part about this is all recorded on our in car cameras, mm-hmm. but we still be mindful and respectful of what we say. Yeah. But it's just natural because we've, we've known each other for a while and we call each other bro or compadres or something like that. <laughs> so we park and he parks and he's looking around. And he's like, Is this the house? I'm like, Yeah, this is the house. He's like, What about this one? I'm like, No, nah, it's got to be this house. All right. So it says, Beware of dog. And I'm like, Okay, it's going to be some kind of aggressive dog. And I tell him, What do we do? Just jump the fence, jump the gate. And he's like, Screw it. He goes through the, uh, the fence, and I just unlocked the gate. It wasn't actually it was unlocked. Yeah, right. it wasn't. Just shut so up. I see him <laughs> jumping over the fence. And he's like, "Son of a gun, this on this." Because I think it was barbed wire fence, wasn't it? Uh,
1: no, I mean it was wired fence. But yeah. I mean, I was getting caught up. I was having a heck of
2: yeah. Trouble. So he's over there cussing, <laughs> the and we're in front of a hey, car, so everything's man, being recorded. Yeah,
1: I'm just looking <laughs> everywhere. So and then he just flips a latch and walks on it. Yeah, I just opened <laughs> the gate, walk no, keep so going.
2: Pissed. Well, anyways. I think you knocked the front door. No, I knocked the front door. You were knocking at the front yeah. door and I was trying to go around the side. Yeah, so he goes to the oh, side. I
0: thought you said knock, like straight, like it <laughs> no, <busted no>, open. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: <laughs> no I go to the front door yeah. and I knock. You know, try and get somebody to come to the front door. Um, he's looking through the windows, see if we see anything. <laughs> so he's looking through a window and I'm knocking the front door. Nothing. Knock again, nothing. And then he's like, looking through a window, he's like, bro. I was like, what's up, man? He's like, bro. I was like... <laughs> What you got? He's like, I think I see him. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is he? Is he? What's he doing? He's like, he's just sitting on the couch. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, no way. He's like, yeah. So I start using the ten code for um, death by death by arrival. Like they're already unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And he's like, I tell him that the ten code, and he's like brought on joke like that and i was like it could be a possibility he's like no he's like come over here well, i mean
1: i'm thinking he could be asleep he could be napping if it's an elderly person they're hard of hearing you know it this guy's propped up in his recliner and <laughs> he's straight chilling. You know, and I, I can see i can see a figure but i'm so short and there's a sun glare into this window i i can't hardly see and i can't make you know, a certain commitment that, you know, this person is asleep, okay, if, you know, if there's anything wrong, you know, and that really dictates what we do. So I'm like, bro, I can see him, but he's not moving. And he's like, bro, is, is he deceased? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> so I tell him to come down and look, and he looks in the window, he's like, bro what bro? (laughs) And he's like, he gives me that, you know, he gives me the code. I'm like, no way, bro. (laughs) He's like, bro, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, well, bro, we got to make entry. You know, we got to go into this house and, you know, make sure he's okay. If he's, if he either is or isn't, you know, still alive. And he's like, bro, it's, he's gone. (laughs) bro are you sure he's like bro we say the word bro about 85 times in the span of five minutes yeah and it was just him and i talking you know nonchalantly between each other yeah and the whole time i if i would remember that we were recording i think i would have used it a little bit less Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's over
2: there like knocking on the windows and stuff and i'm telling him there's there's blood coming out of his nose you know he's he's yeah and So he panics. He's like, we're going to have to kick the door down. We're going to have to kick the door down. So the front door is locked. Mm -hmm. Okay. So So i tell getting
1: ready to kick the front door. So he's
2: about to kick the front door. I tell him, hey, hold up. Let me go check the back door. (laughs) Usually people leave the back door unlocked. Yeah. So I go to the back door. I check it. It's unlocked. (laughs) So I open it. So I key up on my mic for my radio to tell him, hey, come to the back door. I tell him he doesn't respond. I was like, okay. So I call up his unit number again. I tell him, come to the back door, it's unlocked. He doesn't respond. So he comes around the corner of the house, and he's like, back door locked, back door locked. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's unlocked. He's like, okay, I'm going to kick the front door. He runs to the front, (laughs) and I'm like, screaming his name, don't do it. (laughs) Then he comes around again, what? I'm like, don't do it. It's unlocked. The back door's unlocked. Oh, man, I was about to kick the door down. He was so riled up. He was so excited just to. Kick that door and <laughs> go in like SWAT, and you know, clear the house. So we go through the back door, and yeah, right in the living room. The unfortunately, the man passed away because of health issues, and um, what did what did he have? Like a heart attack or something?
1: I don't know. He had so many health issues. Yeah, but right? he he just he just passed.
2: Yeah, he passed, and we just found him deceased in the couch, and it's just like when you smell so many dead bodies, you know that actual smell. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of hard to describe. Cause it's not like skunk or burn rubber or anything like that. It's just difficult it's a to describe. Unique
1: individual smell.
2: Yeah, and when you, once you smell it a couple times, it just it doesn't bother me. But you just you automatically know. Mm-hmm. And we always have to photograph, make sure there was no foul play or anything like that. And sometimes it looks like they just passed away, but in actual reality, it's they got killed. That's crazy. And it's something that's something we have to investigate, and it's it gets you like wondering and thinking what happened here, and that's what you're trying to figure out part of your job, and but most of the time it's just because of their health or age, and fortunately, they pass away.
0: Dang, that's crazy. That's that's pretty intense, though. I mean, just having to do that, you know. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's stuff all the time.
1: Like um, I had a uh, I had a trainee with me one day. It's raining, and him and I were talking at. Uh, just a you know, a safe hidden location uh mm-hmm. that we normally go to. I mean it's just it's open to the public, but I mean it's just where the public doesn't bother us as much. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there talking, trying to figure out what it is that we want to do. And he says, Well, try to go over to this house. This guy's wanted. He's probably not gonna be there, but you know, you could try it and, you know, show the rookie how it's done. So, okay. <laughs> well so we had been hunting this guy forever, and he he always seems to slip us. He you know, he'll see us coming from down the roadway, and you know he'll go hide somewhere, and or he'll walk away, drive away, something like that. And you know we don't we don't ever see him, so he just slips away. Mm-hmm. So I pull up into this guy's driveway, and he's standing in the backyard. So. Him and I looked at each other and we just had a moment. Like He saw me, I saw him, and he knew that it was on. So immediately I just bail out of the car and I start running after him. And I don't know where the rookie is. And I I don't know where he went. All I was doing, I was focused on this guy. Well, he's got a fence around his backyard. And I look over the fence before I hopped it. This guy's gone. I'm like, he went back into the house. We're getting ready to surround it, shut it down. Like We're going to get this guy. Well, the dummy pokes his head back out. We look at each other again, and he takes off running. So I hop the fence. Now, mind you, it's pouring rain, and so I slip. I slip in the mud, and I'm just like, well, at least he's still got to hop the fence. Maybe he'll slip. Well, he don't slip. (laughs) So then I get to the other end of the uh, yard. I hop the fence again. I slip again, and he starts running through the woods. So I start running through the woods. We're going down this hill, and, you know, he's just, he's got a good head start on me. Well, I slip in the woods, and we're going down the hill. <laughs> what kind so of shoes you got, man? <laughs> man, they were, they were slick. I got some better ones now. Okay. Um, but I am falling, and, like, I like every rotation that I'm falling, I'm gaining ground on this guy. Like, I'm about to catch you, fool, and I'm just falling. Yeah. And uh Finally, I, you know, he just, he stops, he gives up, and, you know, there was a a small struggle, you know, got him in the handcuffs, and everything was fine, and, yeah, once he was in handcuffs, he was fine, we got out of the woods, but as soon as he got into, in front of his family, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna have your job. This is police brutality. This is mm. whatever. I'm like, dude, we were cool five seconds ago, yeah. and as soon as we get in front of your mama, you just turn into some, you know, yeah, Billy badass. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> and that's just wow. Yeah. Where was that's the rookie? Folks. Rookie, he was somewhere behind me. He ended up uh, catching up to me. After <laughs> he was, was rolling behind you too. <laughs> he might have been. I really don't know. Um,
0: that's that's funny though. That's some funny stuff. Oh man! What about this... what about high speed chases? Have do you have, have you done those a lot? Um, I have actually uh, not been in a
1: high speed chase myself. I've assisted with several. Um, the closest thing that I got to was uh, a motorcycle had ran from me. I'm an oh, explorer, mm-hmm. and that thing runs about at the speed of smell. <laughs> and this crotch rocket, you mm-hmm. know, just I mean. It was over before it started. Yeah. And then he he got the best of me. sometimes it happens. And you really gotta think about, you know, weighing out the options, you know, endangering the safety of the public, you know, with reckless driving, just trying to catch this one person mm-hmm. who, you know, might just be driving without a license. You know, is that really worth it? Mhm. So, you know, I terminate, you know, my pursuit pretty early and he was just gone. Uh couple other deputies tried to catch up to him and he lost them. this guy had been driving for a while he he got away you yeah, <laughs> have yeah, no yeah. idea who he is or anything like that but
0: it's probably the I, safest bit option right yeah especially um, on a motorcycle if they're on a motorcycle because that i mean i could isn't that like that could be very daily for just himself right he oh could, yeah he could sure. easily fall I off. i mean
1: he was you know he was driving 120 130 around Shh. curvy roads i mean yeah you know, he lost me, and I was doing about ninety and you know it, like I said, I terminated pretty early so because uh, the only reason that I was trying to pull him over to begin with was because of a citizen's complaint about noise mm. so saying that the bike was loud, well, when he passed in front of me, this bike was loud, and I thought he might be the person I was looking for, and then he takes off mm. so just based on that, you know i I'm not looking at this guy like he's just committed murder. I'm looking at him because he's got a loud muffler and he takes off. So, yeah, I terminate pretty early because, one, I'm I'm just simply not going to catch him in that explorer. Two, you know, it's not a high enough reason for the stop to just continue the pursuit. Now Now, if he did just kill somebody, yes, I would do my best to try to catch up to him mm-hmm. but because he's on a motorcycle you know what if he were to wreck and you know get seriously injured or it end up dying just because he was running i was chasing him and it was for a loud muffler yeah i mean how's that gonna look yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't do any good
3: for no. anybody Mm-mm. you know not at all so you haven't been doing this for too too long,
2: right? Just like a few years. I've been doing it for it'll be five years. Five years. This five year. years. so wow. you years? should be six years.
3: Okay. So, and uh, <clears throat> do you guys plan on pursuing this this career till
2: yeah retire or? I'm gonna do it till I retire. Okay. My goal is to be in the narcotics division. Oh. So strange nar- nar- narcos, nar- narcos, yeah, narcos is a dream. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna probably try to rank up first and patrol. Uh huh. Uh, Get some leadership experience and then go be a detective.
3: Is it it pretty difficult to rank up?
2: Well, just experience, and also you got to compete with everybody in in that division Mm -hmm. because everybody wants to be, of course, paid more. But not only that, have rank where you also have more responsibilities. But in order to move on, progress, you got to rank up and you got to like do an interview, you got to do a resume letter, and what makes you more qualified than this other person? And say I apply, and someone else has got like eight years, and I got five, mm. what makes me a better leader than him? And we've seen it before where a veteran, a law enforcement officer applies for this job, and someone who has less experience gets it, it's just education, experience, and overall the person he is or she well that's better
3: that's good that they don't give it just you know just because of how long you've been there right but because of who you are exactly yeah Yeah. so what about you nate what's your plans
1: oh man i you know if i can yeah, i would love to retire at at that agency Mm -hmm. i like where i'm at right now i like the position that i'm in i'm enjoying it i'm learning a lot i've got a lot to learn i'd like to experienced the other uh divisions within that agency and you know just see what i can do but right now i'm having fun right it's, <laughs> that's awesome it, it's an awesome job man i mean sometimes i think i'm like did i get paid to do this <laughs> <It> is, <awesome.
3: laughs> is there ever um days where you're like oh maybe this ain't maybe this ain't gonna be it maybe i should like start looking into uh, other um careers other jobs
1: Oh dude, you have that for sure. I mean I think it's you know you can say that in Every any tank, job. Yeah. yeah. But mean, like
3: put some serious thought into it.
1: Put serious thought? Um I I have before, but you know, because of other you know, life circumstances. Oh, that, okay. You know. But not because of through. the job itself. No, 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 no. You know, and I, w- I was gonna leave the job where I'm at to go to a Another job, extremely similar. Oh, okay, I got you. It it was just going to be at a different agency, but yeah, I like where I'm at. I love the people that I work for because you know they they support us. Um, You get a lot of agencies around the United States that their administration does not support their Mm -hmm. officers, and that's I don't think that's the way to be. For those people shame on you <laughs>
0: yeah yeah yeah, and like eric was, with you? yeah
3: like eric was saying it's like a, a big family right oh, yeah. yeah yeah so you were saying you wanted to be in the uh, narcotics division eric what, what is it that, that drives you to do that? Is it Because you said some people, you know, He's for like, the pay. I
0: watch Narcos <laughs> 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 on Netflix. <laughs> um,
3: Breaking <'cause>, bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were saying that some people do it for the pay, some people do it for the rank, some people
2: do it for whatever reason. What is it? What is the reason that you would like to do? I like the fact that you can, like, go undercover mm-hmm. and dealing with these, you know, like they say, the saying, big fish, small fish. When you go to that division, you're dealing with a lot of these big-time dealers, and you get to know who they are, and you get to see large quantity, good quality dope, and I'm like, you know, you don't see this. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see this other than TV, you know. Yeah. And to see that, I mean, you can probably get it on the road, but it's not as easy, not as, easy as it can be in a division where you're dedicated to it 24-7. And I always like that idea of, hey, if I got – good chunk of meth off the road how many lives could I have saved or yeah. how many family, families around here are like not going to be devastated because their son daughter father mother are high or they overdose or something and that's what they're like. it's like no matter where you go in the country it's just a bad year bad era century so far of drugs everywhere yeah. what, just,
0: yeah. what's the worst what like in this area here what would be probably the worst that you like kind of drugs that you see on the streets i would say a lot of meth
1: <sighs> meth that's been mixed with fentanyl uh heroin that's been mixed with fentanyl and pills um it, are you talking about like the most dangerous or the, oh, the, the well, most prevalent
0: oh both i mean you know what what's most common in here in this what's area? the biggest problem the drug problem yeah. meth, here. And pills. meth and pills meth and pills uh, oh, yeah yeah I what mean, kind, like prescription pills, mm-hmm. or okay, yeah. yeah, like
1: oxycodons. People love oxys, Xanaxes. Um, you know, I I can't say that they're overprescribed by doctors mm-hmm. because I mean I I'd like to think that doctors are here to you know help the their patients, mm-hmm. but you know there have been cases of malpractice where you know doctors have prescribed too much to somebody. Um, or, you know, you've got people that claim to have their medication stolen when really what they're doing is they're eating it or they're selling it. Mm. So they'll file a report saying that their medication was stolen. They'll come up with some grand story of why it was stolen. And then they'll go get another refill and then they'll sell that too. Mm.
3: Uh, I do hear a lot about the um, <clears throat> the war on drugs. And I've heard hear a lot about where it's just it really is hard to actually put an end to it. But is it getting better or do you guys think it can get better or is it always going to be an ongoing issue?
2: I think it's going to be. Honestly, it's going to be an ongoing issue. Because yeah. if you stop one drug for good mm-hmm. or put it to the point where it's not as popular as it used to be. There's always going to be someone else with some other idea of a different kind of dope, mm-hmm. like drug. So, for example, in the 70s and 80s, it was all about the cocaine. Cocaine era. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you can find in the streets in crack cocaine. Now, 2000s and up, all we're finding is pills, meth, and heroin. And say we stop that 20, 2040 or something like that, 2050. And then someone else is going to come up with a different kind of drug, and then we're back again, square one. Figure out where's it coming from, how they're making it, you know, how to stop these people from taking it, and we might never stop because we stop that one, then we go back to square one where someone else makes a different yeah, kind of drug.
3: I guess it's just kind of like crime is always going to be there, right? Yeah,
2: and it's just somebody who wants to make a quick buck out of it, and if they can become rich out of it, they're not going to stop.
3: What I don't know if you guys can answer this, but what do you guys think of? Um Legalizing recreational marijuana or medical marijuana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was gonna ask that just now too.
1: <laughs>
3: Can y'all answer it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have to answer I, it.
1: I mean, it just. I mean, the, the, where I, I'm coming I think from, that it's got pros and cons on both sides. Well, okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know, so like I, I've taken classes before, where they've come up with the idea. The instructors come up with the idea. Of legalizing it for medicinal purposes you've got an elderly person who you know they've got cancer they can't eat you give them some marijuana now they're perked up you know they're feeling a little bit better they've eaten they just they feel better the pain is you know lessening because of that marijuana use but also how uh, fatty tissue deposits you know gathered around certain organs in the body because of that and I don't know I'm no medical professional by any means. This is just what I heard from the instructor, and I've not done any research on figuring out how real that is, Mm -hmm. Um, what causes that fatty tissue to be gathering on those organs, if it's strictly from the use of marijuana or if it's from the fatty foods that they're eating. And it might be a combination of both. Um, And then I've heard the argument the opposite way is, if you legalize that, what does that then lead into? What are you going to legalize next? next? Mm -hmm. I've got my personal opinions on it.
2: I think it's just if they legalize it, I think it should be used for medical treatment and be strict on what you can do, can't do. Kind of like with alcohol. Right. So, like, if you go to different states, like I've been to California, Mm -hmm. you can. Smoke it over there in public and stuff. Oof, you know but, Eric was blazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it should be more strict than that. Like, you should just don't smoke it at home. And if you're prescribed to it for whatever reason, like say you're mental issues, glaucoma, yeah, PTSD mm-hmm. or something like that, just stuff like that. And you should just smoke it at home and not be sharing it with other people. And only they give you a certain amount that it should last you for a certain time.
1: The issue comes from like, all right, so with alcohol, I can measure a person's level of intoxication with a little device in the back of my car uh, known as an Alka sensor. You know, we call it a preliminary breath test. We can give it to somebody on the road that would measure a level of intoxication, but we don't have a device for marijuana. So... You go home, you've got some sort of ailment that you've been prescribed medical marijuana, and you go home, you blaze it up all night. Well, now you're high as a kite, then you decide to go to the store to go get some Pringles, because you're hungry, (laughs) and you get into a car accident. Was the car accident a result of the marijuana? Was it a result because of speed, weather conditions? Did somebody hit you? Did you hit somebody? Was there anybody hurt in the accident? You know, and how do you determine this person's level of intoxication, while being able to make an arrest if that's needed, or if this person needs medical treatment, you know, you take them to the hospital. Do you then have the right to take that person's blood to, you know, see what's in their system if it's anything more than marijuana? There's definitely a risk in it. Um, I don't have all the answers but i mean there's there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm.
3: I can see that. How does the um how does the I guess law enforcement fam- um world how do they how do they see it? how do they view that? Do they view it as something like legalizing it like even just medical? Um do they see that as something positive or something negative like just in general? In general?
1: Mhm.
2: Be difficult to answer that cuz yeah, i think honestly just 50/50. Oh, okay. Depends but- who you ask. In law enforcement, there's some that just hate um, narcotics overall. I mean, marijuana is another category of, d- of drug, so if it's a drug, they're completely against mm-hmm. it no matter what.
0: What What's it scheduled here in the North Carolina? Six. Six. Oh, okay.
1: So, what's the difference between legal marijuana and illegal marijuana? If we stop somebody and they've got a baggie, but they've got a medical marijuana card, but they just bought that baggie from john doe down the street that's not medical marijuana how do you identify that as legal or not legal is so you would run into issues there
3: i think a lot of people Mm. would much rather get it from like a doctor or a clinic or something than from john doe you know probably so because a lot of people that do it i'm assuming they don't want to do it just because it's illegal they want to do it because they like it right right so I'm pretty sure they would much rather, you know, like I said, go to a clinic, get it done right. And if they get put over for whatever reason, you know, they can prove it. That right. you know, they, I think a lot of people aren't doing it with bad intentions is what right. I'm where I'm trying to get. Also, not with
1: not with marijuana. No. Yeah, not with I marijuana. Mean, yeah, that's a, that's not the crime of the century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a it's a little bit of weed. Now, if you've got hundreds of pounds in your okay, that's sheet, different. Might yeah, <laughs> be <probably> a little different. <laughs> but that
3: you're dealing with other people, then. But I'm saying, just like the average Joe. They yeah. just wants to maybe, like, smoke every now and then. Yeah. You know, if they can just get it from a clinic, they would much rather do that right. than having to buy it from, a, you know, a dealer. Or, which, and and then it would reduce those those cases. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it would, re- it maybe you even get one of the um, drug dealers, uh, you know, out of a job.
0: I guess I can see, I, um, I know what you're saying, because I think in, in some cases it would be where, uh, if you were to get some off the, on the street, you're... You see uh, uh, you see other kinds of drugs as well. Sometimes the dealers might be not selling just that, but other things. And then they offer to them, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, they all have... There's like a range of different types of drugs. It's not just marijuana anymore.
1: Well, and then you run into, you know, dealers who... We're not talking about pillars of the community here. You right. know, they may be taking that marijuana and they get, you know, less customers. But then they start cutting... The marijuana and they start sprinkling cocaine or methamphetamine Mm -hmm. in it, you know, and that builds up that addictive drive to the buyers. So then the buyers are like, man, this is some good stuff, but I need something stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I also think a lot of people do take it for for health issues, for maybe depression, anxiety, you know, PTSD, Mm -hmm. like for a lot of those reasons. And, you know, just being able to get it legally would be, you know, they probably don't want to be getting it from from a dealer from you know right. and I think I, I think overall it would benefit everybody if that, if at least they would do the uh, medical medical marijuana but, I
1: see some definite benefits to it
3: but like I said everybody well, what we said everybody has different opinions and
0: it just but speaking about the other drugs, it, it sucks that like this area is pretty bad on like meth and all that you oh know? man sucks what, what would be something that you guys could tell the people that listen to us you know what's something that you can tell you know Stay off stay off the drugs. drugs? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so I mean if you start drugs, I mean where where does it stop? You know, you start using this drug and people call nicotine like a gateway drug. Yeah, it's going to lead to marijuana and that marijuana is going to lead to this and that. This is going to lead to that and sooner or later you're 30 years old homeless. You know, you've burned every bridge that you have and the only thing that i could say is that you know if you start down that road it's gonna ultimately at some point if you're not just absolutely careful it's going to suck you down a black hole that you will not come out of
3: yeah why do y'all think um like math and pills is such a big issue in such a small place
2: like here honestly it's probably because it's the cheapest you're gonna get around here um Pills, most of the time are painkillers, which say someone had surgery and they can't afford their medication of certain pills. Mm -hmm. So, cheaper alternative would be meth. They'll get them high, they won't feel any pain, and then they're like, why go back to the doctor and get prescribed more expensive pills that I can't afford, and instead I can just go get meth around the corner from this dealer. Hmm. And that's when they get hooked up on meth. Um, Same thing with heroin. It all starts from the experiment with marijuana and they want something stronger to get a high out of. Or they prescribe like painkillers, like say their surgery, or they had a car accident where they got paralyzed or something like that. And also depression. Mm -hmm. People like, if I don't smoke meth, I'm not happy. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm depressed. Um, When I smoke meth, I'm high, I'm really happy, and I want to have that feeling forever. Mm -hmm. And that's what they keep doing and... They get addicted to it, and you can tell them not to do it. You can send them rehab, but if they're not really dedicated to it, they're never going to get out of it, that ongoing cycle.
0: I definitely want to say that prescription pills are definitely a big cause of a lot of things. I feel like a lot of people don't use them rightly, like like correctly, properly. And <clears throat> I just feel like, like, I remember I had a coworker before He used to tell me that he wasn't, like, in the best of shape, like, in good health. But all really, all what he really had to do was just exercise good and eat good. Or they could give him, like, some type of, like, pills to, like, help, like, in those things. But but he was really just, like... The doctor even kind of said he was, like, honestly, I mean, you could really just eat good and, and, and exercise and you would be okay, you know? And I think a lot of people do that to as more of an easy way. Like, a lot of people don't ha- like going to the gym or eating healthy. So they'd yeah. rather just take some type of, like, some pills that just kind of, like, help them with their bodies, you know? Yeah, because even with, like, <clears throat>
3: depression like a lot of people a lot of doctors just you know they they go ahead and say that you have depression and they go ahead and give you some pills and i think there should be you know steps before you get to the pills like if you really do have depression maybe you know like he was saying change your diet um do more exercise change a couple of things in in your life and then and then see if you really because if you don't and you start doing them then you know then you you're going to
1: start having bigger issues and um so there's a whole science behind it like you know, the at the start of it, people are curious, you know. They want to know what everybody's talking about, mm-hmm. you know, what what is high, what is being high like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, when they experiment with it, you know, when you take drugs, uh, like I said, I'm not a doctor or anything, but, it, you know, there's a release of serotonin, dopamine, uh, adrenaline, you know, different feel-good drugs that get released into your body that make you feel good and you know and that's that's why like prescription pills are put out to help people who are depressed feel better uh, because it's a a regulated amount for a regulated amount of time but you know your body produces those drugs naturally and if it's at a lower level that's what these drugs do so if you're using some sort of controlled substance like Methamphetamine. These, the, when you smoke that meth, it's releasing a week's worth of dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline, and it's Such making a- all these feel-good drugs just dump into your system. That's what makes you high. That's what makes you feel good. And then, uh, you know, so you've got this rush of energy, and you feel on top of the world, but then you start coming down, and your body has said, okay, well, I've released you know, these types of drugs into your system to last you for the next week. I'm not gonna produce any more for about a week. And that's where the withdrawal comes from, the the need for more, you know, I'm tired of feeling like crap, so I need to feel good. I need that drug. So, you know, it's far more complicated than that. I'm just putting it into a nutshell. But you know, that's where your addiction comes from is Is just from that that thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to try this because I want to know what it's like to feel good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, So you guys have been in this um, career for about six years now. You know, if there's any listeners that are thinking about getting into the law enforcement, um, what are some tips or advice that you would give them? Or maybe some pros and cons before they go. I'm assuming it's not for everybody.
2: Um, So, what are some things that you might want to tell them? Probably do like a ride along, like have go to an agency department and be like, "Hey, I would like to ride with one of your officers, and see what they deal with every day." And can anybody, can just anybody do that? As long as they're eighteen, I'm Pretty sure you shouldn't have any like.
0: Can we do ride along? Come on, bro. The broadcast doesn't come ride ride around. (laughs) As long as you're
2: eighteen and don't have any like felonies on your record or you're like a murderer or something like that you know (laughs) just some average Joe can just go to the mini agency and be like hey I would like to do a ride along and all you do is just sign a waiver saying you know things you can and cannot do Mm -hmm. pretty much you can't be like if we're out in a domestic and they're beating each other up you can't go out there and like (laughs) jump in yeah (laughs) jump in take me in in. (laughs) you know help out stuff like that but yeah you can do that that way at least you can know okay can I see myself doing this? Mm-hmm. Another thing is do a lot of research. Um, different departments are different. They do things differently. So you may like how this agency does this, but if you go work and you're like, "Why, well, I read this is how this agency is doing it. Why are we doing it different? I don't like none of this. Mm-hmm. And do your research on what kind of department you want to work. Because law enforcement, like in a city, PD, is different from county law enforcement. Or mm-hmm. someone one thing like how we patrol. They all handle different things, mm-hmm. or like SBI, mm-hmm. or unless you want to go federal, like U.S. Marshal, FBI, DEA, stuff like that, and do what you think is going to be interesting in your life, especially for a career, because you're going to be like, well, am I going to do this for five years, or am I going to do this for the rest of my life? And if you're doing it for five years, then you're just going to waste your time, because you're going to hate it. Mm-hmm. If you're doing this for the rest of your life, then go for it. Also, like I said, just do that. You can also, if you ever decided, you did your research, you did right along, you loved it, you can go through basic law enforcement training. And once you're done with that course of six months or seven months, and you're like, I don't, I don't like none of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stops you from going to work, actually, on the road or wherever. Yeah. But then you wasted six, seven months, but it would be better than... Five years. Five years, and you're like, I, I didn't like this from the beginning, now... Why am I still doing this? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would recommend someone that's looking at, seriously into law enforcement. So
3: interesting. What are some people? Like I said, this is this is probably most definitely not for everybody. Who would those people be? Like, what kind of people would it would maybe want to stay away from it, or just it just depends, depends because
1: <laughs> drug I mean you know, <laughs> it's not like you need you know gigantic door kickers to. Come in and say I want to apply because sometimes those aren't the best candidates. They sometimes they don't need to be in law enforcement. To the 110 pound guy that you know has a heart of gold and may not be the most physically fit or you know the brightest person in the bunch, but you know but he's got that heart of gold. He can you know try to talk with people. You know we can build him up. You know it's hard to bring somebody back down. It's for anybody and everybody. There are people that. You would not want, but it's not like it's limited to a certain type of person. Like, I mean, if you're going to be a jerk, yeah, you know, it like, don't come out. Cause I mean, you're just going to come off as a jerk. Nobody's going to like you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get somebody hurt. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be some cowboy that's just going to rush into something, that's, that's not going to work either. You yeah. know, I couldn't really tell you who it's not for, but I mean, just. If you're interested in it, you know, making sure that you got an open mind, that, you know, you're not a criminal, which you shouldn't be anyways. um, (laughs) Very uh, true, very true. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and just being a decent human being. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, because I know, like, for example, in the military, a lot of people go into with this, you know, with this idea of, oh, yeah, I'm going to toughen up, It's going to teach me a lot of things, this and that. But once they're in it, you know, at least from the people that I've known, um, there are some people that are like, "Oh man, this was not for me." <laughs> like they were just they weren't expecting some things or maybe the recruiter didn't tell them certain things. Um and and then they just didn't like it. Are there any is there anything like that that maybe there people that would like to get into the uh, law enforcement that there's things that they they might they're not aware of and that they can't even think of. But once you're in the job, you might experience it and you be like, "Oh man, this was definitely I didn't know about this." I would yeah. say uh,
1: well, I mean, I, I, you go ahead. <laughs> All
2: right. I was going to say, you do a lot of paperwork. I was going to oh, say yeah, paperwork. Bro. I was going to say. Yeah, That's like one of the number one things. You watch Live PD or cops or any law enforcement show. Uh, I love show. Cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just going to show you the, the, the fun stuff. part. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Prom time. <laughs>
2: yeah. But the saying is, the more fun you have, the more paperwork you got to do. Oh, yeah. So, say you get in a car pursuit you're going to have a lot of paperwork. you got to document everything exactly like you, it happened. So, happen. Mm. If it's just a simple report, then you still got to be d- detailed about it, but it's not going to be like six pages long like a high pursuit or you're getting like in a fist fight or something like that. But I would say paperwork would be one of them because everybody thinks, oh, I just get in my car, answer calls, and then write tickets or arrest people, and then you just... You know, wipe off your hands and you're like right, which one we go next? Yeah. It's not like that. You gotta <laughs> job button. Well every yeah, every call it's got paperwork or some kind of written statement will happen. You gotta document everything. And there's it's, other things in the job too, you gotta keep up with, like firearms qualifications, you gotta keep your car clean. Um, people don't realize you gotta be physically fit in some extent and try to train yourself, can I allow this person in a fight? You got to realize some days you're going to be off, but you have to come into work or Mm -hmm. you got to do some kind of training. And the thing is, if you become in law enforcement, you got to keep further educating yourself. You can't just go to basic law enforcement school and learn your department's policy rules and what to do. Say you get comfortable with your job, you got to continue on educating yourself because laws change every year. Mm -hmm. And you got to figure out what i need to do and how to do and then we get new equipment or new equipments um, assigned to us you got to learn how to use it and it's just always changing every year your department or things that you were like all right last year was just like this well the next year may be different you may be doing stuff that you're not comfortable with you may be doing stuff like public speaking you may have to be speaking with 50 people it's just you got to be prepared for it Every day, even on your days off, you never know when you can call in and say, hey, we need you to work, or you need to go training on your days off. Some days you may work a whole week when you're not supposed to, and people think I'll go to law enforcement, answer calls, and when I'm off, I'm off, and I don't have to worry about anything else. And that's the thing. You just got to be mentally prepared for what you're not expecting all the time.
0: When you call in, like let's say you're off duty and they call you in, uh, so you do you have to like dress up like suit up again, or how does that work? Like,
2: so if we have to uh, help other squads, like say they're short, mm-hmm. and you volunteer to help out, or they tell you to help out, you just gotta pretty much put your uniform on and work like any other day, but except you're working on a different squad, it's different members. But since we all know each other from the department, I mean we're average size, we're not huge, mm-hmm. but we know everybody that works ro- opposite rotations that we normally don't work with. But, yeah, you just suit up in your uniform, get in your car, and start asking, answering calls. What, just, if
0: you, what if you're far away? Like, what if you're, like, like an hour away or, like, out of town?
2: Yeah, they're usually pretty lean about it. I mean, uh, if you got to come in and you can't because you're sick or you have some major plans, they'll call someone else. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll ask, like, the opposite squad, hey, who will be able to work this day? So that way, whoever doesn't have anything planned that day can just go ahead and say, I can do it. And then everybody else doesn't have to worry about it.
3: Like, for example, on the week where you only work, that's two days. um, Let's say it's Monday and Tuesday, and you have Wednesday through Sunday off. Are you guys allowed to, like, leave the state or, like, go on, like, a vacation or or something like that? Or or do you guys still have to be around?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people think that, you know, cops are robots, you know, that... You have to eat, sleep, live, and breathe a a certain way. And to a certain extent, you do. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's got families. Everybody needs time to decompress from the job. You know, everybody has the same, you know, troubles. You know, people want to get away. They want a vacation. They want time alone. They want time with their families. They want time to relax, breathe, you know, not worry about what's going on at work. So yeah, we can totally take vacations.
3: But on the on the week that you have off. Oh, but, yeah. Or you, like let's say Wednesday, Thursday and Friday you gotta work, like that you don't work. You do can you just go to, to Florida or, or do you, get, you
0: gotta uh, file for a vacation or like ask for a vacation? Or, as, well, or like, it,
1: if it's for days well, that we're scheduled to work, you know, we have to ask for those days
0: off. We can't just yeah, yeah, not show up just Just on those days, though. But right. But
1: on the days that we're scheduled to be off, mm-hmm. you guys yeah, can do whatever you want. Do whatever.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, that's, no
3: that's cool. Mm-hmm.
2: No restrictions? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh. The only restrictions, I would say, would be if you're working for another division like um, narcotics and CID, they have on-call detective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just one person. So, say, say one week, they're usually a week So one week is you're just on that whole week. You're off the whole week for whatever reason, but you're also on call. So if you're planning a vacation, you got to do it on a week. You don't you're not on call because if you ask for a whole week off and you want to go out of the state or drink or anything like that, but you're on call, you can't be living in the state or drink. So the best way to do is request a vacation Mm. on a week you're not on call, because if you're on call, it could be three in the morning or 6 p.m. and they'll be calling you hey you need to come in And you gotta be ready because you gotta be in the county not be drunk or anything like that and be ready to say yeah I'm, I'm on my way you gotta dress up and go but for us on the road if we're not on call or say we're supposed to be off Wednesday through Saturday we only really have to worry about anything unless something major happens mm-hmm. you know we we'll won't mm-hmm. come in but if you're off those days just do whatever you want. I mean, you can go out with your friends, family, or do whatever you want. Go go out the state. There's not really any restrictions on that.
3: That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Is there anything else you guys want to add? <laughs> what Do you, you want
0: to get off see? your chest? What do you guys <laughs> what, do, what do you guys think about the podcast? I know you guys were asking us a questions. You guys have any questions for us?
1: Dude, this was a lot cooler than what I thought it was gonna be.
0: <laughs> 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 New podcasts are awesome. What right? you expect? What were you expecting? Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't. I'm like. I've seen, like, YouTube videos of guys making podcasts, like Jocko Willink. Oh, I love his podcast. Oh, dude, his podcasts are awesome. And it's just two dudes, you know, chilling at a table, you know, talking into mics and stuff like that. And, you know, but there's a camera in there, and I was like, man, how... You know, how yeah how detailed yeah. is this gonna be we're we yeah. gonna be in an official office building yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's pretty chill
0: man couple give it time bro actions, give it time minutes. yeah you know, this no, is that, awesome that's awesome that you guys they uh, enjoyed it though this is cool yeah. uh this was y'all's first time on a podcast yeah, yeah. Day, yeah. so okay cool what so do, he
1: hit me up about it and he's like hey man you want to do a podcast and I'm, like, I'm, I'm so glad he did man there might be some red tape in there i don't really know he's like come on how many people get to say that they've done a podcast I'm like true <laughs> true Just you know, let, hit this up
2: well I'd love for you to come back one day That's yeah, cool. yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's pretty unique you know you're doing this yeah you two and Jason yeah and Jason because it takes a lot of dedication and actually like people can be like making fun of you or like man why are you doing this you know you're never going to get famous or something yeah, yeah, like that I yeah. think it's just pretty cool it's just guys hanging out talking and it's yeah. great they have followers and listeners got, what, yeah what 15,000 followers
0: well it doesn't show us followers like followers and stuff it just shows us like like how many people will listen we have like 13,000 listens like total plays uh, okay yeah, I get you it. I yeah, get you but
3: we don't it doesn't give us a number if we subscribe no. or, or anything but
0: it does tell us from like uh, different areas that listen to us so it's not just uh, it's not just Mount Airy that, that they listen to us on it's like a lot of different cities in the, in the state and a lot of different states. And Lincoln. different countries. Yes. That's awesome. And different countries as well. Different countries. Yeah, so we were having... Are we pe-
1: going to have people in, like, Saudi Arabia listen to us? <laughs> Maybe.
0: Yeah. Maybe.
3: Some guy, some guy from Canada just messaged us the other day. No he way. says Yeah, he says yeah. that he ran into our podcast and he really enjoys it. And that whenever he comes, he goes uh, to Florida, he's going to go visit Florida. He said he wants to stop by here and, and get mm-hmm. on the podcast. Oh, yeah. dude, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, we, you know, we got, uh, pe- like, people from Mexico. A lot of people from Mexico listen to us. Uh, which is kind of interesting because we it's mainly in English, so but I don't oh, yeah. you know, but, so I guess they, <laughs> I don't know, and then uh, several states, and then the United States, and then we got Canada, and then also like on the European side, we got some people that listen to us from different areas over there as well. Okay, so, so it's
1: pretty cool. It's, it's really cool.
0: interesting. Um,
1: so, you know, what, what what got you started into doing podcasts? I'm going to turn the tables here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Me and Luis. Is this this y'all's
0: podcast
3: now? So so we're a year into it, pretty much. A little bit over a year. Yeah. But me and Luis had actually thought about doing this like two years ago. And we did it. We did start it. We did one episode Mm -hmm. uh, on our phone, but we never aired it or anything. And Mm -hmm. then we just kind of forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about it again with Jason um, a year later. And then we just kind of said, you know, because when you're doing something like this, it's way out of your comfort zone. You know, you're you're putting yourself out there for everybody to listen Mm -hmm. to and for everybody to judge you. And, you know, Um, but, you know, at at that time uh, we were like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. And, um, and we did a couple episodes and we really liked it and we got some really good feedback from our friends and, and other people. Bro,
0: it's honestly, it's nothing, it's been nothing but positive the entire time. Like yeah. everybody has just been super cool about it. Again, we don't know like the people that are not really liking it cause they, I mean, they it, tell us. It'd, it'd be better for yeah. them to, to leave anyways, get, <laughs> get, out, get out of the way anyways, you know? All right. But for the most part, it, yeah, we've had nothing but positive like comments and everything. So, you know that, that was one thing that kind of just drove us to just keep on going as well. Yeah. So, you know, we're just, I mean we're still out here a year and some months later. So, it's cool well,
2: I'm re- I'm really not surprised you're wow. doing this. Because ever since school, you've just been like that guy that, <laughs> that would guy. do something far <laughs> and beyond like anyone else wouldn't think of or would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like. You think so? You, you would have been that guy that would like step <laughs> up and be like, who volunteered to do this crazy thing? Yeah. And everybody would be like looking at each other and like, I don't know if I would. You would just not even think about it. You would just step up and be like, you know what? Heck with it. Screw it. I'll yeah. do it. And well, you're like, whatever. Yeah. What yeah. happens, what happens. Well, you have always man. been that type of guy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see you doing stuff like this. and It's pretty cool, though. It's
0: cool, yeah. You know? It's been
3: fun. I mean, we've really been enjoying it. We don't see it like as a job or like, oh, i got to go in there this week. Like, we really enjoy it. We, yeah. we enjoy it. We talk all the time. Like, this is I, like, yeah. we talk a lot. So you can get this into some just like
1: deep conversations doing stuff like this too. Yeah, you oh, really yeah. can.
0: And and yeah. we have. We've had a lot of cuz it's, sometimes it's just fun, but sometimes it, it can get very serious or or very educational. Like yeah. I feel like this one was also like very like educational cuz like it's also cool to see like from this point of view cuz we like I don't know if anybody really ever does that, you know, get like different people from different like places mm-hmm. cuz we I mean we've had a lot of different people in here uh and I even had like my little cousin. He's like he at the time he was seven years old, yeah. and we we interviewed him. You know uh, okay. he was sitting right there where you were, and you know we just talked to him and just kind of see how his like mind worked, how his perspective was, and and you know so we it's it's cool it's cool to see that that, that perspective from people. So so
1: yeah, it's <laughs> cool man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, yeah and it's out of our I'm glad comfort you guys zone. Enjoyed it. Yeah. So
3: you, we always encourage everybody to do something that's out of their comfort zone. It helps you grow as a person and it helps you view, you know, the world in a, from different angles. Yeah. And, you know, you never know where it can lead you either. Oh, well, yeah.
0: for sure. I agree.
3: So, but yeah, yeah, I would love for you guys to come back one day.
0: Yeah, I'd hopefully guys can come in, you know.
3: I feel like I still have a bunch of other questions, but we're running out of time here. Yeah, <laughs> good. we
0: usually just cut it short, like about an hour or so. So that way don't keep it too long for everybody, you know. But, but uh, thank
3: y'all for coming, and um, I really respect you know what you guys are doing because you know I know it can same. get risky and um and but the guys that we, the fact that you guys do it you know just to help out the community I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate it. It. so much respect.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that'll conclude episode fifty eight. If you guys have any questions, just let us know. Oh, by the way, the giveaway. <laughs> oh, the giveaway in it. Yeah, we it was supposed to be last
3: week, but we didn't we couldn't get together to record last week, so.
0: We can we can just do a, like an Instagram thing.
3: So yeah, so we'll just do an Instagram. So go yeah. follow uh, the broadcast underscore on Instagram, and we'll be doing the giveaway there. Yeah.
0: So we have an Instagram page. If you guys didn't know, it's uh it's on the Instagram handle is the broadcast underscore. If you guys want to follow us. The broadcast. Anything. I don't have Instagram,
2: so. Uh, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to talk after this. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Love you. Peace.